Welcome to Go Rangers Radio, where the New York Rangers are always the talk of the town. If you bleed red, white, and Rangers blue, hail the king, follow the bread man, and know how to spell Capo Caco, then you've tuned to the right place. And now, here are your handsome hosts, Kevin Delury and Paul Cuthbert. They're not always going to get it right, but you can be damn sure they'll pretend they are. Now, let's go Rangers Radio. Yeah, good evening everybody and welcome to Go Rangers Radio. Broadcasting live from the Go Hockey Media Studios in New York, baby. Yours truly, Mr. Paul Cuthbert. And everybody, please say hello to your friend of mine, Mr. Kevin DeLore. KD, what the devil's going on? Dude, I don't know what's worse right now, my 401k or the Rangers. <laughs> Hopefully it's the Rangers and not your 401k, buddy. <laughs> <laughs> Took a beating today, my friend. Took a beating. All right. Not as bad as the beating that the Rangers took against the Devils the other night, but well, not looking good. Well, good evening, everybody. It's Monday, March 9th, and me and Katie are hanging out with you on a, on a Monday night instead of a Wednesday night because the uh, Strangers are going to be in Rotto on Wednesday a little late, so we figured we'd push things up and, and go through a little therapy session here as our New York Rangers, or I should say, your New York Rangers, after 68 games, are 36, 28, and 4 with 76 points. Seventh in the Metro, 17th in the league. Three points, KD, out of a wild card, and three points behind those New York Icelanders who are now actually out of a playoff spot. Welcome to our world, Icelanders fans. And uh, and here we go. So, KD, I'm just going to say one thing. Got to get rid of the Shesty guy, man. Hurting the squad. <laughs> Got to get Georgia Brutal. back. Get get him back in the nets, man. This guy Shesty's just he's a, he's an albatross, man. Yeah, because uh, Georgiev is playing been playing so well lately. <laughs> <laughs> Winning, well, they won that Capitals game despite your your boy Georgiev. Uh, thank goodness for Mika Zibanejad, saved the day, hottest man on the planet in any sport <laughs> in any country right now. He's on fire. Uh, but yeah, I mean, look. You know, Shesturkin is the starting goalie, so I guess he was well enough to play, so Quinn went with him. Now, obviously, we can argue or debate whether or not he should have played him. I mean, I would have liked him to maybe get a couple more practices. You would assume he would have been rusty, but look, you know, if he's your number one guy, um, which Quinn has said he is, you go to him and, and you ride him. He's going right back to him tomorrow, which he should, in Dallas. It's a mistake. Um, and, and, Put Georgie in there. <laughs> Come on, man. Uh, you know what? <laughs> the goal, I mean, to be whether it's Shashorkin, Georgiev, or Lundqvist, none of them have been playing particularly well lately. Um, and, and I think that's what's, what's happening here. I mean, the defense had, has been on the decline for the last couple of weeks, but the goaltending had been so good it was making up for it. Now that the goaltending is, has been average, uh, you know, and I think I'm putting that nicely lately, um, we're seeing, you know, uh, you know, a lot of sort of warts here, you know, on the defense again. So uh, it, it's a concern. They got to they got to clean some of this defense up. And, you know, a lot of rumors flying around today that, uh, you know, uh, the young Mr. Uh, Andre Miller uh, may be uh, becoming a Ranger in, in the next couple of days or at least maybe going to Hartford. Um, so maybe there's some help coming on the left side of our defense. Uh, so that'll be interesting. Stay home, Cam. Let this uh, let this next couple of weeks go. We'll see what happens. I don't know if he wants to come into this mix right now. But hey, look, man. Maybe it's uh, you know, Brady Shea. Maybe that's the missing piece here. You know, this is what hey, you know. I, I said it when <laughs> one he, and four in the asked, last five, baby. <laughs> hey, you asked me. You said, you know, do I think that the defense is going to take a step back? I, I I thought they would have, and and they are. I mean, I don't know if it's necessarily Shea, but. Look, like I've been saying the last couple of shows, you take a guy like that out who's sort of been a mainstay on the defense, whether he's been good or bad, um, you know, it, it, it jumbles things up a bit. And, and it seems like it's, it is having a little bit of an effect. I think Kreider going down obviously has had a major impact as well. 
defensively because he's good both both sides uh, of the ice. So I think between losing Shea, Kreider going down, obviously Shesterkin being out uh, because, you know, Georgiev is just unreliable in there. Um Come on, man. I'm, I'm just going to take shots at you all day long. <laughs> We're going back and game. forth, man. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, but yeah, I mean, the defense, I mean, look, the offense is going to be, is going to put up points um, or put up goals every night, whether it's uh, Mika or Panarin, um, Buchnevich, or, or um, on defense through uh, D'Angelo. So you never have to worry about the offense. They're going to be there. So, you know, the defense, as we saw from basically mid December to mid-February, I mean, they were good. I mean, they weren't great. They were good. The defense just has to be, like, like literally mediocre. And this team should be good enough with this offense. And if the goaltending goes back to what it was, should make the playoffs. And, you know, despite the struggles that they've had, like you said, you know, one in four in their last five, they're still only three points out. So we're still in this thing. You know, you know, a little bit of a speed bump here, but we're still right there. I mean, there's no need. I mean, there's only 14 games left in the season, but, you know, no need to panic just yet. Um, and and there's, there's plenty of games to go. Well, there certainly is. Uh, it would have been nice if they had have, uh, beat the Devils at home, though. That's a team that you think they should have definitely have beaten, especially coming off, uh, you know, a good game against St. Louis, even though they lost. We talked about that. Hey, you know. The game against the Caps was just a, a wild night. Uh, we get up on top of that. We get the two points, yeah, the Mika Zabanajad show, and it was just a, a wonderful night uh, for all of us who, you know, we can all say, hey, we, where were you or we were there when we saw that, that magical night and that just crazy hockey game. I mean, if you're a hockey fan, you know, you just love it, not so much uh, as a Caps fan maybe there at the end, but, um, you know, just for us, it was just great watching it. You know, the, the, the repetitive thing, obviously, with the squad and is the, the youth and, you know, uh, all the changes. We've been, you know, over this so many times on the podcast throughout the season. Uh, you know, all of us as fans are just sitting here and just watching this ride and everything. And, and, and it, it's it kind of, I guess the devil's, you know, it's just frustrating because you just don't understand, you know, how they end up, you know, on the other side of that the other night, especially it seems it's almost like it's teed up, you know, come off that emotional win. You're seeing what's going else going on else, you know, around the Metro and, and as far as the uh, wild card and playoff points. And you figure that's just a game. They're going to come out banging, you know, whether, you know, you know, it's just gets in there and it's great to see him come back. And it's a, it's a positive thing for the team and everything. I mean, the goals, you know, a couple of deflections, you know, Klausen, uh, Palmieri getting a couple pops there, too. I mean, it is what it is. The Devils have actually been playing well the last couple of games, so it kind of just didn't line up for them. But I think as a fan here, you, you know, how angry do you want to get uh, because of this whole, you know, here we are, the rebuild thing and, the, you know, uh, taking it easy on these guys, busting chops. Did Kako have a goal the other night? Did he score? <laughs> See, you know, the other, uh, so the other know, night, how about, how, how, has he scored this year? Oh, no, but, has he yeah, scored not, in this calendar year? But I'm not allowed to get on cap <laughs> you know, because he's only 19. So, I mean, so there's all these different things. Like I said, we could sit here and scream and yell about them, but you know, you bring it up three points out of a spot. Uh, yeah, the season's kind of winding down here. You look at the schedule coming up Dallas, Colorado, you know, um, Arizona. And then they come back for a game against the Flames and then home and home versus the Pens. And, you know, we, we talked about these all being buzzsaw games. And, and these are all big games for those other teams, too. So it's not going to be easy. So I don't know um, how all of us here as fans should really kind of just, you know, get too excited because it might come crashing down this week. And, and sure enough, I mean, the last time they were going into play, uh, you know, Colorado came into town. I swore up and down they weren't going to beat Colorado. And then they beat them that night. Uh, you know, I could sit here and say, hey, there's no way they're going to beat Dallas. There's no way they're going to beat Rado. And Arizona's been tough all year, too. And, and, you know, they might go out here and win three in a row. I mean, that's just the way the season's been going for us. Yeah, I, what I'll say is this. Is, is As frustrating of a loss as that was against the Devils the other night, I mean, how much fun is this right now, Paulie? I mean, like, how much fun was that Capitals game the other night? I, I didn't think I would experience that that high of a high <laughs> this year with, the rebuild. I mean, that was fun. I mean, that brought, you know, brought me back to, you know, it's been a couple of years since we've had that feeling in a, a meaningful game in March, 
back and forth, the edge of your seat. I mean, you know, I, literally jumping off my couch, like screaming in my house. You know, I, I didn't expect to be at that point this year. I mean, this is fun. I mean, and then you get the roller coaster of it, of, of losing that devil. And it's just like a, a knife to the heart, you know. And, and again, as, as tough as that is, it's still fun. This is why we're, you know, why we watch sports and, and why we love the Rangers and, and what it's all about. And, and, to, and to have this for this month. Um, and not expect this is great. This is what it's all about. This is why they're doing the rebuilding. You know, we can get behind this young team and really root for them. So, yeah, it's a frustrating loss. But I, I think, you know, uh, we're going to have a bunch more of these sort of great moments like we had um, last Thursday against the Capitals. So I'm, I'm just excited for that. I'm excited for the young guys to sort of go through this process now and see who steps up and who doesn't. And, hey, look, if Kako you know, steps up in these next, you know, three weeks. I, I think the, the early the early part of the year is it's almost forgotten that, you know, he really didn't do anything. If he if he scored some big goals down the stretch of the year it's not and, and the Rangers make the playoffs. It's not happening. Hey look look you know but what? that's that's what happens at this time of the year, man. Happening. You don't know who's gonna step up. You're not, you know what? It's not happening. I'm going to record this right now. Man, it's not going to happen. And you know what? You I'm are being negative. Gonna, yeah, I am going to be, be negative. negative. You know why? Because I <laughs> hope, I hope, listeners of this podcast and Ranger fans, they turn around and they give me the I hope Cackle puts in, you know, <laughs> and proves me wrong. I want it, yeah. But I'm telling you right now, if it hasn't happened after, what, 68 games, it's not happening, man. It's just not happening. But, hey, look, you know, and I, I mean, with Keandre Miller, I mean, let's stick on this for a little bit here. I mean, do you bring them in? I mean, because, you know, the Shea going out, Smith coming in, they've got that luxury right now where they could actually put him in. But do, do you want to do that to the kid right now? Is is that a kid that you want to, you know, I guess, you know, Katie, what's the thing? Are we playing with house money here? Um, you know, is the team really looking at this and saying, hey, let's really, really try and get into the playoffs, right? Or... Do they just play with house money and say, hey, bring him in, you know, let's just, you know, get it going here a little earlier. We got nothing to lose, so we'll see what happens. What's your take? If, if you had to make the call and, and J.D. and Gordon sat you down, and I know you're emailing them every week and giving them <laughs> ideas, but if they sat across the table from you and said, Kevin, what do you think we should do with K. Andre Miller now that Wisconsin has uh, been eliminated from the uh, their, their lead there, their playoffs? I, I think we're playing with house money. I like to see him up. I like to see him. I like to throw him in there. I like to see how he reacts and, and see how he plays in it. And he may be over his head, in over his head, you know, and, and, and maybe it's not the right thing to do. But for me, you know, I, I like to see what, what he can do and, and, and how he can play against these NHL players. You know, we saw Kreider make the jump uh, from BC right over and he thrived. So, you know, defense is a whole nother ball game and, um, and, and you just don't know how he's going to react, you know. Fox is such a unique player. You know, you, you see him do it. You're like, oh, Andre Miller would be able to do it too. But, you know, it, it's it's easier said than done. But, you know, I, I'd like to see him in there. I think you have a spot open. You know, I think Brendan Smith has been okay. But you do have that that spot, you know, on on the left side, you know, on the defense with Shea being traded. And, and it's there for him. Um, now, having said that, what do I think the Rangers are going to do? They'll probably end up sending him down to Hartford because if you've seen what they've done all year long with these young guys is that they've just been patient with them. They haven't, for the most part, thrust them into um, a difficult situation. They haven't put a guy in a sink or swim spot. So, you know, I, I they'll probably not do that with Kondra either. Or maybe they'll send him down to Hartford for a couple of games, see how he does. And if he's dominating, they'll bring him back up and stick him in the lineup. But... You know, I, I think initially they'll probably send him to Hartford is my gut feeling on it. I'd like to see him just bring him up because, you know, I, again, I, I've been all about the rebuild this year and, and get these guys, you know, some action and some playing time or whatever. But if, if you look at the way the Rangers have gone all year, it's been patient with these guys, you know, a little taste, you know, get them, um, you know, feeling good about themselves, put them in, in situations that'll um, have them succeed. And uh, they'll probably do that with Andre, bring him along a little slower, get him a little AHL uh, competition. Okay, yeah, he can handle it. Let's bring him up for the final, you know, 10 games, nine games or whatever it is. 
All right. What, do you, what about you, Paulie? Am I, am I on? Am I off? What do you think? I think you're on. And, again, I think, you know, house money, you know, why not? I mean, uh, you know, Smith, obviously, it's not his natural position. Uh, familiar it is, you know, maybe bring him in and, and he sparks it a little bit. Because maybe, you know, more than anything, KD, is, if this is what we're talking about, it's, it's the defensive side. Look, there was some really – there's kind of been a little trendy thing going on with the forwards. As much as Mika and, uh, is playing well and a couple of the other guys too as well up front, but there's some really poor back-checking going on. And there's room, some really poor coverage in front of the net as far as the center's coming back. Um, I, I don't know exactly what the plus-minuses are right now. I'm just, like, seeing flashes in front here and, seeing, you know, kind of remembering who's been in front of the net when, when goals have been scored. Uh, some poor defensive coverage. Um, the other thing, too, about the way the Rangers play, it, and it's, it's against the Caps, it really stood out, obviously, and, and because a guy like Ovechkin, I just don't know, understand why he's not shadowed. I, I, nobody does it throughout the league. I mean, you know, back in the days, in, you know, the 94 run, too, when you got a guy like Tekin in, I mean, that's, and even Tekin in his years with Edmonton, that, that was his job, you know what I'm saying? It was just to go out there and, and cause trouble and stick on somebody, and um, a Gary Howard used to do that with the Islanders, too, and it, that just doesn't seem to really happen these days in the NHL. If Alex Ovechkin gets on the ice, just put a shadow next to him. I just don't get it. I mean, he buries what those last two games, the goals in that game, and it's crazy. But I see that the um, the wings always seem to be our wingers seem to be deep. the 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 pointmen on the other team seem to always get a lot of room at the top of the blue line. And if you look back at some of the goals, especially in the Devil game too. A lot of the teams that we're playing against are, are, are able to get this time at the top of the blue line. And this is five on five, too. Uh, obviously, the, the penalty kill has been struggling here the last week or so, too, or I should say. But uh, even on five on five, have you noticed that, that, that whatever system, and this is more on the forward side that I'm talking about more than anything, is that the, the, the point men on the other teams are getting a lot of room and a lot of space on the blue lines, and they're able to unload and throw a lot of shots. So you can look at a lot of games where um, there's deflections against Georgiev, too, and Shesty, and, and uh, even Hank, too, being left hung out to dry. Um, that just seems to be a common thing. Have you noticed that at all? Yeah, I mean, I think that that's just been the way that – I think that's just the way that they play defense. I don't think they really well, put a lot of – it's not a good of, way to play defense. Well, no. Well, we've been talking about it all year, that they don't put pressure on the other team at all. Whether it's a four a, a four check, which in January it felt like they started to go a little bit harder on the four check, but the, for the most part, their forwards aren't four checking. They're backing off. It seems as though you know, and they're not putting any pressure on the guys in the neutral zone, and then they give up the blue line. So, and then, like you mentioned, even when the, when the opponent has the puck in the zone, they're again they're sort of sloughing down, allowing the point shots from up top. So. You know, it, it just seems as though their defensive system is like a non-pressure system. It's, you know, box it in and, uh, you know, I don't know, it be there for the rebounds or, or whatever it may be. But, yeah, no, I mean, there, there hasn't been pressure on the puck all season long. As soon as they're on defense, whether it's on the forecheck, neutral zone, or as the other team is coming, you know, over the blue line, they just give the blue line up. If you look at most of the time as the opponent is entering the blue line, the defensemen are, are below the circles. I mean, it's it's they're just allowing the teams to skate in, which has been pretty much what leads to defensive problems because the opponent comes in with speed and then they're chasing. And, you know, that's just not a great way to play defense. The guys are, end up being out of position and, and it goes on from there. So, again, I, I mean, we've discussed the defensive system all year. It's been a problem. It, they definitely got better over the, like I had mentioned, it had definitely gotten better from December to February. But, you know, it, it seems like they're running around a bit again. And I, don't, I don't know what happened or why it happened. I mean, is it Brady Shea? I mean, I, I think it was starting to trend the wrong way before they traded him. So I don't think it was that. Um, but, but again, you know, I'm, I'm they... trying to I'm trying to look at the forwards here, the positions of the forwards when they when we turn and, and we're on a defensive end. Yeah, I, I just when think the puck the, is dumped I... in, you know, it seems like I said there's always a lot of room at the, our blue line uh, for their defensemen to. They just seem to. There's not a lot of pressure from the wingers, and our talent. You know, the guys, our centers and stuff up the middle are, are kind of getting a little lost and stuff. And, and I mean, obviously, the team is big on transition and speed with Benarin and and Stromer and 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 Heedle and everything else. And you can you can kind of see where a lot of the Rangers' goals kind of end up. There's a lot of similar type of play, so you can kind of get a flow 
of, of how the Rangers kind of break out and create their scoring chances and everything else. But I'm just looking on the forward side when, when they come back, it just seems that, that the teams are getting a lot of time up front. Now, that's not so much on the defense and, say, Lindy Ruff's um, system. That seems to be something up front. Now, I don't know. I, I imagine uh, Rick Carp is definitely probably – I haven't read one of his columns here in a couple of weeks, but I'm sure – because Rick kind of really, you know, he goes through everything during the game. But, you know, through certain post-game conferences, I don't know if you've heard it. I haven't really seen anybody calling either the coaching staff out or maybe kind of, you know, um, calling the team out in terms of that type of um, that type of play, that kind of system. Because to me, KD, what I'm noticing, that just seems to be where a lot of the trouble gets caused with this team is 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 that kind of a system where they're just not – putting pressure on the point men when they come into our zone. Yeah, like I said, I, I just think that's part of their defensive system. They don't pressure anything, whether it's the forwards or the defensemen. I mean, again, it's been like that all year. I just haven't seen any type well, of pressure from this team. fix it, Kevin. Well, that's well, what I'm trying to call. get at. Okay, well, when I make my daily call over there, <laughs> I, I, you know, I left a message for Quinn last week. <laughs> he didn't get back to me, so I'll call Lindy Ruff now and say, what the hell are you doing with the forwards? <laughs> Holy's getting upset. <sighs> but yeah, I mean, look, I, I think Con- is just to go back to Conjure, you know, I, I, you know, where the defense is right now in the struggle, maybe a young guy comes in and gives him a boost. You know, I mean, you got to look at that aspect too. You know, the I think the the team could get fired up seeing a big prospect come in, um, and and maybe set set the defensive in the right way. You know, look, emotion takes over at this time of year. And and maybe that gives them a little bit of jolt right now as they're in a lull. So, you know, I'd like to see it. Do I think it's going to happen? Probably probably not. But, you know, my vote would be to bring him in. All right. Well, speaking... Hey, look, Paulie. Yeah. He can't be worse than Kako. So, I mean... <laughs> Nobody can be worse than Kako right now. I mean, come Man, on. Man, killing that kid. Let's see Kratzoff. I mean, bring your boy Anderson back from Sweden. He's, he's, he's been fantastic, yeah, so by the way. He's we'll been really good lately over there. <laughs> so maybe... You know, Kako better stop. We're looking over his shoulder here. <laughs> so, with uh, my little note here on the forwards, uh, what have you seen as far as the lines? Uh, what are you uh, happy with and not happy with about over these last five games or uh, the last two games or anything that really stood out for you uh, on Saturday against the Devils? Yeah, I mean, I, I think it's time. I, I would like to see Gauthier up there in the in the top uh, six on that top line and, and maybe get uh, – Giuseppe down and look yeah I mean obviously you know Zabinijad is playing like old world and 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 uh the, the Giuseppe's on on the line with him so maybe we don't want to take him off but you know yeah you like to get a little bit more scoring up top it can't just always be Zabinijad and Panarin I mean because that's it right now I mean we're not really getting anything from from the rest of of the lineup and, and we talked about it on the last show yeah, the that you know course. Yeah, I mean, it's just not happening. I mean, and, and Goche really hasn't been given a chance yet. He's been sort of stuck on that fourth line um, and, and hasn't really had a chance to get, get bumped up. So, you know, maybe getting him up. Um, you know, Kako is now buried on, on the fourth line with, uh, with McKegg and Lemieux now. Um, and, and look, I, I, it's hard to make an argument that he deserves to be you know, in the top six or, you know, even in the top nine with the way he's been playing, you know, you'd like to see him get, you know, some more chances like you had mentioned last time, because why not? Um, You know, you know, I think I love Foss and you hate to get him down there. And I understand that he brings, you know, you have to have some type of defensive responsibilities, uh, you know, in the, in the top six, but he's just not a top six player. So, you know, I, I would just like to see, you know, maybe him get down in in uh, on that bottom line, and and maybe bring Gauthier up wherever you want to put him. You know, maybe get Kako in that top six, see if that sparks him. Because you know, you put him. I can't imagine if you put him on a line with Panarin that you know he's not going to find the back of the net because Panarin basically helps everyone find the back of the net. So you know, I, I just like to see get him going. Um, but you know, I, I, I'd like to see Quinn mix up that, that top six, just, just a little bit there. You know, I, I'd like to see what more of what Gauthier is about, because I, I just don't think we've been able to see, you know, his talents, you know, fully, 
um, on that fourth line. Uh, so, you know, that that's really my, my biggest issue with, with what Quinn is putting out there right now. Look, he's sticking with the lineup, and, and I've given him grief all year long about changing lineups, and now look at me. He's, he's keeping the lineup again, and I'm killing him for it, so, you know. <laughs> He can't win, but you know, uh, you know, I just my my thought on it. Yeah, I guess I guess you try to stick with what you know with the lineup and and see what you can get with it. But um, that that's just my my thoughts on it. How about you, Paulie? What are you thinking? Well, I mean, just looking back at some of the games. I mean, obviously, ten goals in the last two games. It's not necessarily. Um... And they're they're averaging, you know. I guess where does it stand as far as the NHL these days in terms of what's a what's a good average for a team to be scoring per game? So if you if you're two goals two two plus, you know, uh, average of two or three goals a game, I guess the Rangers are kind of in that that window, you know. Even yeah, but you back. take Zibanejad out there, you know. I well, mean. look, we we went in deep about that on the last episode as far as where yeah. Panarin and 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 you know Mika, you know, where would they be without them right now, you know, and. And obviously, Stromer's up there as far as, yeah. you know, feeding people and everything else. And, you know, Heedle's been spotty and, you know, the other guys, too. Like I said, we, you know who's we, been good? You know who we didn't mention is, is Buchnevich. He's been very good. Well, in that yeah, I give him a lot of credit. He's been, not only that, you know, especially coming back from the car accident and everything. And, and um, yeah, he's been looking pretty good. I mean, I like what I'm seeing from him. I, you know, for me... You know, especially now that the whole trade thing is done and everything. I know we, we you know, was discussed a little bit, but I, I think Butchie's... Bucci's here to stay. I mean, I think he's a good kid. He's a big kid, and I think he'll find his way. And again, this is this is here we are again, Kevin. It's like you know, as far as the future and everything looks bright, you know, as far as that's concerned, I think all these guys right now are, are okay. And then we'll have to see what happens in terms of uh, what other kinds of they're gonna need more scoring punch up front. So that's definitely something uh, that JD Gorton, uh, you know, and now we'll, we'll talk about this too. The extension that him and Jury got, as far as you know. Uh, their future here with the team and everything else. I mean, that's all stuff that's going to be great for this team down the road. But as far as right now, um, yeah, they'd be in a hell of a lot of trouble if Zabanjad was down, you know, if Pranaro went down again right now. Because the rest of the guys really, you know, I mean, they've been popping in goals. You know, you go down the score sheet, we're still getting, you know, the guys in the back here, D'Angelo and Fox. I mean, Fox has just been, I love watching that guy play, man. I mean, just to focus on him to here just a little bit. I mean, I, uh, he's nowhere near him yet, but, man, he shows signs of, uh, you know, the way Leachy used to play, too, you know, just in terms of the way he's got such great vision, the way he carries the puck up and, and setups and everything else. And, you know, him and D'Angelo are actually logging more time now than Truba is. They're both averaging between 22 and almost, you know, 25 minutes per game. And, um, you know, those those two guys have pretty much been our workhorses right now. And, uh, you know, they're, they're doing all right. That probably, you know, leaves a little bit for – you know, some of the defensive struggles and stuff in terms of how, you know, uh, Ruff is spreading out the ice time with the rest of the uh, defensive core. But, you know, when we sit back here, as far as everything going forward, we look good. Right now, the, the, the current situation is, is and, 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 you know, they put four goals in against the Devils uh, in a losing cause. Um, but sometimes it just seems that the, you know, that energy or that magic that happened in the Capitals game for me, it's kind of, and, I, and I, I'm pretty, I, I forget what the tweet that I put up on the, uh, the Go Rangers Rangers account. It was like, sometimes I just don't get it. How are they not there, especially at this time of the year when you're looking at the scoreboard and you actually have a chance to, to try and, and get in there? Because, you know, at the end of the day, Quinn and Gorton, JD, everybody at the top, they'd love to get these kids into the playoffs to get an advanced shot at the experience of going through at least a first-round series. Yeah, I mean, well, I, I think that goes back to, I mean, the reason why, you know, they could beat the Capitals one game and then come back and lose to the Devils the next is that lack of depth. Is because if, you know, Zibanejad isn't scoring five goals, you know, they're going to have a tough time winning. Or the defense, they've been carried by, you know, Zibanejad, Panarin, and Kreider Cry- for the last, you know, two months he really only started to turn it on in december so you know after that you know and then the back end you know without that you know the rest of the forwards just haven't been haven't been there you know they've definitely been spotty so you know that's that's a concern i think going into next season or even you know if you want to look at the stretch run first um you know who's going to step up like i mentioned is kako going to step where's howden i mean howden 
you know, I expected probably a little bit more from him this year. And and Quinn is has definitely stuck with him all year long. You know, he's not a guy who who they sent down to the AHL who may have deserved it at times this year. You know, he hasn't put up a lot of points this year. He's actually put up less points than Kako. And uh, so, you know, it's guys like that, that that you were hoping maybe would score a little bit more. We You had mentioned last week, you know, Hedl's been a little inconsistent, you know, at times too. So, you know, you need a little bit more from those guys, the guys who play on, on the third line um, to hopefully get them over the hump because, yeah, way too reliant on on the on the top three plus the defense i mean at, at one point this year the, the the rangers defense i think led the league in points i don't know where they are now um so who knows where they would be without that defense? i think there was a, a stat on the last game that d'angelo is the first ranger defenseman to hit over 50 points since leach i think in 2001 or something like that yeah. so yeah it's been a while since we you know, it's amazing to think of that, of some, you know, the, some of the offensive defensemen that we had come through here, Yandel and Shattenkirk and, you know, those guys that, that they brought through here. None of them even came close. And D'Angelo still has, you know, 14 games to go. I mean, this guy's going to put up close to, you know, 60. He's going to have a 65-point season, uh, most likely. So, yeah, great year for him or 60-point season. We'll see. But, uh, you know, we're going to need a, li- a lot more of that secondary scoring, you know, if this team wants to take, sort of that that next step and 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 that's really you know where i was going with it is you know they don't have the depth i mean that's going to happen you know to this team because they're still not you know i don't want to say they're not good because they are a good team but you know they're not one of these you know elite teams or better teams in the league because they just don't have that depth yet and and you're not you can't count on wins from this team because you know you're not having you know howden step up or kako step up when you need them to um, look, you're getting you're getting more goals from McKeg lately than you are from guys like Howden and 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 Kako. So um, and and even Lemieux, I mean Lemieux really hasn't. Yeah, you know he had that injury. I don't know if that that's still bothering him or or what, but he really hasn't hasn't been scoring either. So um, you know without that secondary scoring, they're, they're going to have trouble winning on a consistent basis down the stretch. Yeah, no doubt about it. I mean, your top three guys are getting uh, the weight of the ice time as far as Banjap, Panarin, and, and Stromer there. And, uh, I mean, your boy McKegg only got eight minutes the other night as far as the Devils game is concerned. So, yeah, I mean, you know, um, I don't know. Like I said, I, I, it's tough to get – I'm not mad, KD, you know. I'm not really angry. <laughs> we can't like, be mad. I, mean, I know. That's well, a, I, mean, I mean, you can't be mad. I mean, they are, they are where they are right now, which is great. And like I said, we're getting these great – you know, we had, the great, we had this great moment on, on Thursday, and I think we'll have more of it. But, you know, if we're looking at things realistically, you know, there's holes in this team that, that need to be addressed in the offseason. Yeah, and I think we're just – you know, it's, it's just the shell shock of, uh, you know, getting a little spoiled when you – when we, we talk about the talent on this team and when it does gel and when they do get a flow and the, and the system is is rolling and yeah, we know. all got caught up on I, I you know me the last couple of weeks I mean I went from it's not about wins and losses to it's only about wins and losses so you know it, that look that's what again I'll say it all the time that's what this is about it this is what we're supposed to do we're fans we're supposed to get caught up in it we're supposed to believe that suddenly we went from a team that's rebuilding to we're the favorites to win the cup now. You know, I mean, that's, well, that's what that, yeah. I don't know who said that. I, okay, Did you uh, say that? No. <laughs> what episode I, I was might. that, buddy? Who knows? <laughs> I, I got caught up in the, you know, euphoria of it. So who knows what I said? But uh, all this white claw, just get, you know, um, <laughs> but. Yeah, well, I mean, this is, this is, I guess, the cool thing. This is, uh, you know, what we got to look at. And we, you know, we sit back and, you know, they got a little another road trip here. They, they did pretty good last time they were on the road, too. So, uh, except against, uh, you know, Philly. <laughs> but, um, you know, they got a chance here to kind of gel and, and get a couple of days off and get out east. I mean, get out west, obviously, here. And, and they definitely have a good couple of teams to, to go up against. And, and we'll get to see it. You know, it's, it's nice sometimes to get out of your conference and, and go mix it up with some of the other guys on the west side, and and, and they've all got different uh, setups and points situations that they've got to um, you know kind of deal with. So um, you know, it kind of gives you uh, us a chance to kind of see what they got going against uh, the Western Conference here and these three teams coming up. And then you know, it's it's going to get a little fun here when they come back uh, with those two games against Pittsburgh. And Pittsburgh, man, was really struggling there. I'm not, I'm not sure what they did last game or two, but I know they had lost six in a row, and they got back into it. So. 
we'll see what happens. So let's um, turn back to Shesty now as far as do you think it was too soon for him to come back? I mean, obviously, as far as the coaching staff and the training staff, no. And he's, he's getting the nod again, I believe, on Dallas. Um, so, I mean, what did you see from him? I mean, was there anything to, um, that you really kind of saw that uh, – I mean, what, what can you really comment on it, I guess? I mean, I'm, I'm at a loss of words here, KD, because, you know, uh, Shesty getting the start. You know, he comes back from the injury. More power to him. I think he surprised everybody uh, coming back as early as he did. You know, that t- kind of a game at home. I mean, you just chalk it up. I mean, he's coming back. He'll probably have a – maybe he'll just have a great week this week. Yeah, I I, don't, I just don't think he looked comfortable in there. I mean, from the first goal, which was sort of on the goal line that sort of snuck through him up against the post. And like you I said, there was some – right there. I mean – he should have yeah, you right know, there, actually. I, yeah, I mean, I mean, obviously they were never going to do it, but I mean, yeah, look, maybe it was, you know, it was definitely a precursor of things to come. Obviously, you know, and I, he didn't look comfortable in there. I think there were some fluky goals in there as well, which didn't help him, you know, get sort of settled in. Similar to the game that Lundqvist had against the Flyers, where you really hope that the team would have played, you know, a little bit better in front of him, let him see the puck a little bit, get a feel of the puck early. Uh, make some some saves and get into the game. You know, he has that sort of fluky goal that hits off him and goes in, you know, some flu, you know, and then the barrage in the second period. And, and there was some, look, there's some shots that he's got to save there. I mean, if he's going to be the Rangers' number one goal, he's got to make them. Um, but, you know, fluky goals as well that don't help him. He hasn't played in, in a couple of weeks or, you know, however long it had been since the car accident. So, you know, for me, I, I wouldn't have mind seeing him get like a, a, a couple of practices in before getting in there. I, I thought it would have been a good spot to bring uh, Hank back in. Um, you know, Georgiev did have, you know, the tough game against the Capitals, although they won. Uh, I thought he gave up a bad goal, the game-winning goal against the Blues, the wraparound goal, which I thought was a, a tough goal to give up uh, for Georgiev. So I, I, I thought it was a good spot for Lundqvist to get in there. Because he had that Philly game, wouldn't have been as rusty. Um, and, and, you know, like you said, the Devils were playing well, but they're still not a very good team. So I thought it would have been a good time for Hank. Get Chess York in the extra practices in and then roll with them in Dallas. But, look, uh, I'm not going to question Quinn. I mean, he's done a, a really good job with this team this year. I know a lot of Ranger fans don't agree with me on that. Um, but, you know, I, I it's tough to question what he's – what he's doing now at the end of the year, he's been pushing all the right buttons. And I think that the, the process and that they've put in place with this team is, as far as the rebuild gold uh, rebuild goes is, is coming to fruition and, and, and the fans and the team and the coaches staff and, and management is being rewarded with it, with this, with this run here at the end of the year uh, with these meaningful March games. So, you know, I'm not going to question Quinn. I, I, would I do it differently? I guess. But, you know, I'm not going to kill him for it. He wants to get his number one guy in there. Um, and, and you really can't blame the guy for wanting to get his number one guy in. Again, Yorgiev had struggled the last two games. Hank didn't play well in that, in that Flyers game. So he's like, look, I'm going back to my guy. So, I mean, you can't kill him for that. No, not at all. No, I, you know, and I joke around with Georgiev and, and all that other stuff. Again, I, that's just kind of a, a comedic way of saying, you know, we've got these two, three great goaltenders. I mean, it's amazing how the, um, you know, between, you know, Shostak and by way of the injury and everything, and Georgiev just basically, it's, it's, those are the one, the, you know, you're one and two guys right now. Um, and, uh, you know, the Hank story, uh, you know, how this is going to unfold uh, in the offseason and everything else and, and, and what kind of role he's going to have or impact in any of the reigning games in terms of where they kind of end up is going to be interesting to see. And uh, I think it'll be a real a relief. The one relief to the end of this season, let's say they don't make the playoffs, it's just going to be that deep exhale, and to to see where this whole thing transpires uh, next year with the goaltending situation, which is obviously going to is is currently a great problem to have. I don't know if it's great right now in terms of this mix. Um, again, Quinn had to handle, like I said, he was throwing a curveball with the with the injury. You know what I'm saying? So. Uh, it is what it is. Um, but as far as the rebuild goes here, Katie, um, you know, Drury and um, Gorton here getting extensions with the Rangers. And I'm sure we can all sit back here and say, hey, that's a pretty darn good thing. What I didn't know the other day is how long or the relationship uh, between Drury 
Gordon and Quinn. Uh, Quinn and, and Gordon have known each other for 25 years, and, and Quinn goes back to 30 years with Drury, and I think Quinn used to play with uh, you know Drury's uh, older brother, I guess, years ago or something like that. I was just kind of looking at some of the notes here. Um, but again, so you, you, you take the current situation and, uh, you know, being fans here and just riding high and then getting bummed and, and, and the, the back and forth pull of, uh, maybe getting in the playoffs and not getting into the playoffs. When you see, um, an administrative move as far as the front office is concerned, um, and this is one thing I think all of us as Ranger fans have to be really sit back and be grateful for and excited about is the stability that this organization has right now. Look, Quinn's our guy. Uh, now, like I said, reading about the uh, the relationships between uh, these three guys here too, uh, and and JD obviously, like I said, he's um you know he's definitely going to be a guy here who's going to uh, you know give Quinn his his opportunity as as, as long as he can, um, but uh, it, it kind of bodes well for um, what's going on down the road, and I think everybody better just kind of you know resolve themselves to the fact that this is the way it's going to be for at least the next two to three years as far as the front office and the guy behind the bench and maybe the only side part to that. And I just feel that if Lindy Ruff gets an opportunity to go get a head coaching job, he's going to be getting out of here. I, I, as a, as a, I think that's going to be a good thing. I think that's good for Lindy. I think he should be a head coach. Um, and I think it'll be great for the Rangers maybe to get somebody else in here uh, to help develop these uh, younger guys, you know, um, his name is uh, escaping me right now, but he was uh, coach of the Sabres there not too long ago. What's the U.S. guy? Defenseman. Damn it. I'll think of it later. But let me throw that back to you. While, Who, Housley? Uh, yes. There you yes. go. I like I w- that. I would love Housley to come in here. You know? So that's just one guy. I'm sure there's a bunch of um, a bunch of guys that could come in here, and, and uh, as long as it's an experienced guy uh, and, a, and a guy who's got some experience. Because the thing I like about Housley, too, is – you know, Housley coached the um, the juniors team, um, and, and I'm pretty sure they won with Housley um, when he was coaching. So um, he's got great experience with the kids and everything else. So that's a guy I would love to see come in here, and maybe, maybe that'll be something that'll happen there. Maybe, uh, you know, because I know, uh, you know, through the Buffalo Sabres organization and everything else, maybe there's a connection there. But um, and I'm not sure what Housley's doing right now. Forgive me, anybody who's out there and knows where everybody is right now, and uh, you can hit me up and tell me I'm an idiot, but... I haven't looked, but that's a guy I'd like to see come in here, and that's the offseason. But anyway, I rambled on here. Uh, you're taking the extension and the relationship that I just brought up between those three guys. And uh, like I said, forget about the current situation right now. We've all got to be excited about the future and, and, and definitely the stability in the front office. Yeah, I mean, obviously well-deserved for uh, Gordon and, and Drury. I mean, it really started, obviously, with the letter to make that decision um, to say, look, we need to break this thing down. And build it back up. And and he's turned this into his team. I mean, his fingerprints are now all over this team. There's no, you know, sign of Glenn Sather, you know, other than like Henrik Lundqvist and Mark Stahl, like on this team anymore. And, you know, this is his team and the way he's wanted to do it. You know, Sather's still there and I'm sure he has a little bit of input. But, um, you know, this is this is Gordon's, uh, you know, train and, you know, he's the... He's the conductor right now, and, and he's doing a great job. He's made some, you know, tough decisions with popular players. Uh, but, you know, he knew what he had to do here. It, it was time to, you know, say goodbye to a lot of those guys and, and get some draft picks for them and, and, and some prospects and, and go from there. It's the right thing to do. You know, under Sather's sort of regime, you know, went from crazy spending to, you know, bringing in all these you know, high price guys and giving up a lot of first round draft picks to keep, you know, the winning going over the over that sort of decade plus of success that they had that led to, you know, a Stanley Cup finals, a couple of conference finals uh, appearances. And it, and it was all great, but it left the cupboard pretty bare. Um, if you look down at Hartford, I mean, Hartford turned into a train wreck. I mean, the last four years down in Hartford, they didn't even make the playoffs. Two of those years, they were in last place. And if you look at what's going on down there this year, they were in first place for most of the year. I mean, unfortunately for them, they lost their Shorkin. <laughs> uh, but, you know, that's that's part of the process. It, mm-hmm. It's developing those guys down there. And and Hartford has gone from sort of a toxic environment from 
from everything that I had read about what was going on down there the last couple of years to, to a place where these guys are now thriving. I mean, Hita went down there and figured it out. Um, Lingren was down there and came up right away. You're seeing Kraftsoft go back down there after he had his issues. He's back down there and now he's succeeding again. And, and you see, you're hearing a lot of positive things coming out from down there. You know, McKegg was down there for a while and he's come up and, and is, and is providing some solid minutes for, for the Rangers as well. Di Giuseppe again. So you have these guys, you know, who, who have gone down to Hartford and, and now it's a positive place and, and they're doing well. I think they're in third place now in their, in their division. So they've, they've slid a little bit, but you know, it, it's turning into a positive place. And, and you could look at, at Chris Drury um, as for doing a fantastic job, sort of changing the culture down there. You know, they brought in the new coach um, and, and he seems to be doing all the right things down there as well. And, uh, you know, J.D., when he had come in, that's one of the things he said. He said, you know, this isn't just about what's happening, um, you know, at MSG. You know, we're looking to change, you know, what goes on, you know, throughout this organization, whether it's in Hartford, whether it's with our prospects overseas. Um, we're going to be checking in on these guys more often than we have. And we're going to support these guys along the way. So and, and you really saw that. You saw that the team did not give up on Kraftsoft when he went back to Russia. They stayed in touch with him and they were able to bring him back. They didn't, you know, release or get rid of Leas Anderson. He's still part of the organization. And, and Leas is sort of finding himself again. He has, I think, 11 points in his last 13 games mm-hmm. um, over in the, in the Swedish league. So he's sort of figuring it out again. And I wouldn't be surprised if he's back in training camp next year because, you know, the Rangers are – um, hopefully still having conversations with him, being supportive of him, and, and hopefully they reap the benefits of that. Um, so, you know, you really just love um, the just atmosphere and the culture um, that Gordon and Drury and Quinn and J.D. have have brought to this organization, have breathed into this organization. It, it's, it's um, you know, the Rangers are always first class, but, um, you know, in, in everything that they do, but it seems now from top to bottom, um, you know, it's an organization. A lot of these guys can be proud of that. They know they're going to be handled the right way and the organization is going to do the right thing by them. So, you know, kudos to, to those guys again, well-deserved on the extension. And it's just why I'm so excited for this team going forward, you know, not just because of the run that they're on this year. I just think that they're building this thing correctly. They're, they're always saying the right things about be patient and it, it takes time. And they're right. You can't speed up. You can't cut corners with a rebuild. Once you start cutting corners is when you begin to fail. So I, I think that they brought a lot of these guys along slowly and, and a lot, and they've gotten a lot of criticism from fans because of it. Not me because I understood and you know, I'm a smart, I'm a smart <laughs> hockey fan. <laughs> but Hold on, you know, I gotta get him a throw up bucket again. <laughs> <laughs> but you know, I I think that they they've been very smart with this rebuild, very calculated in in what they want to do. They have a plan and they're sticking to it. You know, and and you know, you saw the move to keep Kreider because they felt that he's going to help this team with this rebuild and still be a productive player. When they're ready to win, can you, you know, believe they, he's not playing? I know it is. Can you, like can I said, you just imagine the fact? Oh, I can the luck I know. we have. I know it really, it really is because if he was here, if he was still playing, you know, again, I, I don't. You can't just say, well, if he was here, they would have beat the Devils, but you know, they probably would have beat the Devils. Um, you know, I, I don't know if they would have gone into this tailspin. Probably would have beat the Blues that night too. Yeah, I mean, look, they have. You know, you said it before. They're one and four in their last five, and those are the five games that they've played since Kreider's gone down. So, I mean, there's definitely a correlation there. I, I don't, you know, uh, that's not just a coincidence. So, you know, it, it's it's been tough to see him go down. Like I said, that's something that would happen to the Mets, um, but you know, unfortunately, <laughs> it's happening to us. Uh, but yeah, it's uh, you know, uh, putting that aside, uh, I think Ranger fans still need to be excited. You know, Kreider will be back next year when when i think expectations for this team will 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 jump up um and and guys and uh you know guys i mentioned before guys like howden 
um, and, and Kako and Lemieux. And there, there's going to be a lot more expectations on those guys next year. It's not going to be about, hey, let's let's see how these guys develop and go. You know, next year is going to be about winning. It's going to be about winning more games. Um, like I said, like I said before, like I, I've always been saying, not about wins and losses this year. <laughs> it's going to be about wins and losses next year. Um, and, and But that's good. I mean, that's that again, that's a progression. It's not about wins and losses to get a Stanley Cup next year, but it's going to be definitely more about wins and losses next year as, as they continue with this rebuild. So um, I'm excited. I know you're excited. Ranger fans should, should all be excited. You know, the stability of bringing those two guys back you know, that you sort of have adults in charge here, um, and, and, and we're in good hands. Yeah, well, except for fans who have bought the Capo Caco jerseys. Don't get too excited. <laughs> Man, <laughs> relentless, by way, relentless. By the way, side note, uh, we'll see Phil Housley on uh, Thursday, no, Saturday. He is the assistant, assistant coach to the uh, Arizona Coyotes um, huh. to Mr. Rick Tockett, so... Uh, maybe they can steal him and bring him on back. I don't. I don't know how uh, they're. Uh, I think well, you know, the Rangers three or four are points usually, out of a playoff spot. Actually, the Rangers so. are usually pretty good at stealing defensemen or trading for defensemen from Arizona. <laughs> so that fits right in with with usually the the uh, uh, Coyote to Ranger pipeline. So yeah, that's yeah. interesting. So good stuff there. Um, yeah. So um, I don't know. We just gotta. You know, I'm very kind of. I'm kind of grounded here tonight about this, and I'm trying to not get myself all kind of worked up uh, because I, I really don't know. They're like um, they're like our kids, Kevin, right? You know, you, you have so <laughs> much hope and, and promise for them, and, and they lift you up, and then they, they drive you crazy at times. And, you know, uh, this is what our Rangers are uh, doing to us right now. But, uh, hey, look, like I said, a lot of fun coming up. There's, you know... A lot of games. I mean, I think more than anything, right? So you take all the stuff, and we're going up and down the line up here, and we're talking about the future, and, you know, uh, everything's in a, in, in a good spot. But I think the one thing that we all have to kind of, you know, you talk about, you know, the game against the Caps the other night, too, is like, you know, we're all tuning into these games on a different level. They've got us tuning in. Um, because there is that potential for them to possibly get into the playoffs, or at least for the most part – you know, dealing with the Kreider injury, dealing with uh, Sestjerkin and, and Buchneva getting to, uh, uh, you know, getting into the car accident. It's been kind of a, a crazy couple of weeks here. Uh, but then you could say that the, the week or two before that was uh, kind of crazy when they went on the, you know, the run there in the 9-10 games. And, and Shesty kind of took the spotlight there and, and everything else. So if you, if you keep going backwards as far as how this season has gone, and, and here we are going out west to to take on three pretty good teams here, um, three points out of a wild card spot, and then seeing you know your arch rivals, the Islanders struggle, and seeing the Canes struggle a little bit. I mean, a team that I'm just blown away and impressed by is, is what Torts is doing with that Columbus team, uh, with all the injuries that they're going through, and you know losing two of his big stars last year. Um, that's just uh, that's just a trip in terms of what uh, Torts is probably going to win the Jack Adams again. It's just unbelievable, especially if they if they grab a, a playoff spot, man. That's just it's beyond me. So it's almost like you know you look at us as a rebuild and as a team here, and, and uh, fans of a very young team, and we got the bright stars, and, and we're getting the pizzazz here from Mika and Panarin and everything else, and and we got the the great goaltender situation too. Could you imagine, you know? Uh, Look, put yourself in the in the um, you know the shirts of, of other teams, you know, in terms of what they're dealing with uh, teams that might have uh, might have uh, bigger expectations. You know, I mean, Montreal's in shambles. You know, uh, Toronto's gonna. You know, they've got uh, so much money, so much talent, everything that they've gone through, and 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 you know, they're most likely going to get into the playoffs here too because the, you know, the Panthers are. You know, they're now the only a couple points behind us. But anyway, what I'm getting at here is, you know, us as Ranger fans, we're kind of you know. We're chilling out. We didn't. We didn't go on a twenty-game winning streak or undefeated streak like the uh, the Islanders did, and now they're they're uh, you know now they're out of a playoff spot, you know. And we've got a chance to get in there. And and if we don't get in, big whoop, we're looking good. You know, happy days. I think as fans, we're going to be disappointed, but as mad or as frustrated as we get if they don't get in, Kevin. I mean, man, it's going to be like I can't wait for training camp. Can't wait to see what happens next year. 
can't wait to see what happens here in a year or two in terms of the, the cap and what they do with Hank and, and if they can get rid of Stahl and they can uh, you know, free up some more cap. Whatever the heck it is, whatever they can get or go. Bottom line is is that you know we're figuring out a lot of their deficiencies as far as the forwards and the support players, and you can see the you know the the talent and Mika here and Panarin as, as far as having those two guys up front and Kreider's going to come back right now, so we've got three really solid star you know young forwards that that we can build this team around and get a couple more guys that can you know add to that and, and, and hopefully a couple more free agents. The defense, like I said, you've brought it up too beyond, uh, you know, Cam and, and a couple of the other young guys down in the farm system. And who knows what happens here with a deal or two and who else comes in. Defensively, this team is, is ahead of itself. We've got the offensive, de- uh, offensive defensive guys in terms of Fox and, and Tony D. Um, but if we can shore up the other side and, and get another one or two guys in here like Truba, big guys, steady uh, stay-at-home guys, whatever. Uh, to protect the net a little better or just kind of enhance what's going on there. Lindy maybe moves on. And and as far as goaltending, we're set. You know, uh, whether they the Rangers decide to, you know, move Georgiev and Hank or whatever the heck goes on there. But one way or the other, um, we're set there. So there's, there's, a, there's only a handful of pieces here that we can get. Quinn's getting another year. Under his belt, we're all seeing how he kind of manages things. Um, he's he's a really good guy as far as um, you know how he's managed this team in his second year and, and everything else. And he's like I said, he's got them three points out of a possible playoff spot with the last couple of weeks. That's been crazy with the goaltending situation all year long, and uh, we're we're having fun with it. So you know, keep the white claws flowing and and, and enjoy this. And uh, I think it would be it'd be super obviously for them to get the playoffs because KD if they could get that. And I wouldn't even care if they – I mean, obviously, like, we'd, we'd be even more pissed if they got knocked out of the first round. But, man, if they could get in there, man, and, and, and squeeze a little playoff experience for guys like, you know, uh, you know, the young guys that we have on this team right now, uh, guys who haven't been there, it would be just unbelievable. And, and to see uh, Shesty and maybe Georgie have got a chance to maybe stand on their head and, and go up against, uh, you know, some of the top teams there in, in, in the playoffs would be something else. But, hey, buddy, I'm feeling pretty good, man. How about you? Yeah, I mean, I think the most important thing that you were saying is that, uh, you know, even if they don't make it, we're in such a good spot still. You know, it's 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 good to be in a position where this is sort of our first kick at the can instead of the last kick at the can, oh, yeah. you know. So, you know, we're we wouldn't in, we're be doing the, this show. <laughs> well, uh, that's right. I'm like, let's, let's wait till they turn it around. Um, <laughs> but... Uh, but yeah, I mean that that's the great thing about where we're at in, in the process right now. I, I think I said it last last week. I bet you ninety percent of the fan bases would love to have, you know, their team in the position that the Rangers are in right now. You know, a young core, a uh, couple of superstar players, and uh, you know, stockpile of draft picks coming up. And so, you know, we're in a real good position. Even if we don't make it, it's not like wow. Uh, that's a real disappointing end to the season, like you said. I mean, you're you almost can't wait for training camp as soon as the season would end. Uh, that's how excited you are for the next uh, the next year and and the future of this team because you know this team is is going to be that much better uh, next year. I mean, they 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 just are. Um, you just know they're going to be. Um, so yeah, it's ex- exciting times to be a Ranger fan, you know, and we get the added, added bonus of, of uh, meaningful games in March. Absolutely, and maybe me and you will get an extension here at Go Hockey Media, and, and Go Rangers Radio can go on here for another maybe three to five years. Uh, you'll obviously have to give me your, um, you know, your your uh, demands, KD, and to keep you on here. <laughs> uh, well, we're going to need that, uh, that, that White Claw, you know, advertising dollars to, to come in here. <laughs> You know, to sustain the show, so and and you know, to get my salary demands, uh, you know, in order. But uh, you know, it's funny. You know, I joke around about the, you know, and I've mostly been saying it on Twitter about the whole like white claw thing. Like, you know, it's sort of like the good luck charm or whatever, and you gotta be, you gotta be drinking it beforehand. But you really, if you go, I was going through the calendar of, of the games and which games I was actually drinking white claw for, and the ones that I haven't, you know. I, I really think there's something to it, Paulie, because, you know, I didn't have any during the two Philly games and the St. Louis game. Then I went out and I, I drank like a full 12 pack during the Washington game. <laughs> <laughs> and then I was still hung over 
on Saturday for the Devils game, so I didn't drink it, and they lost again. So the, I definitely think there's a correlation there between White Claw intake and the Rangers winning. So I'm going to have to uh, – Get your act together. Yeah, what I'm saying is we, we need to start one of those, like, donation pages. What are those pages called that they uh, have go, online? A GoFundMe? Yeah, yeah we got to do a GoFundMe <laughs> page. Paulie's going to set it up. Just send it, you know, for me. Not for Paulie, for me. Um, so I can, you know, unlimited White Claws. And, and the Rangers are going to win every game for the rest of the season. We're, we're going to win the Cup. It's guaranteed as long as I'm drinking. Um, how, how, what's the Elio's Pizza situation? You stocked up on that too, or what? Um, you know what? I didn't have it during the Capitals oh, game, so I, I think it's see? I think it's more the White Claw than the. This is all uh, your fault. This is all your fault. <laughs> yeah, so you know, everyone, uh, Paulie's going to start the GoFundMe page. So, you know, start start sending in the money. <laughs> www.getkatiebangedupforrangergames.com. <laughs> That's right. So we can win. <laughs> All right, buddy. Here we go. Wrapping up another show. Uh, do we have a Kevin Delury New York Rangers man crush of the week? This is obviously early in the week, a Monday, uh, with uh, the game we won't be on uh, later on this week. So uh, what do you got for us, buddy? What can, what can the fans hang their hat on this week uh, with some epic words uh, from your lips? You know I hate giving it to players. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we got to change this, man. That's the last thing I want to do is give it to a player, but... I got to give it to Mika Zibanejad. That was one of the great Ranger moments. So. Yeah, I know. I mean, that, that was sort of a given, right? I mean, just one of the great Ranger moments, um, you know, through my time of watching the Rangers. You know, it's up there with, with any of the sort of big playoff goals that, that we've seen you know, earlier. I think in December we were talking about the best goals of the decade, and I mentioned the Stepan goal against uh, the Capitals, ironically enough. Um, and it was actually, it was very similar because, you know, when Zabanejad scored that overtime goal, he was almost in that same spot and jumping into the glass the way Stepan did when he scored that game seven game winner against the Capitals to get him into the Eastern Conference Finals that year. Mm-hmm. Um, so it was a lot of sort of parallels there. So, but, you know, just a great night. He is really taking his game to the next level. And it's, it's, I think that game, if, it, if he hadn't already, it's, it cemented himself as one of the superstars in the game right now. Um, you know, he's he's at 39 goals, I think, on the season, and he missed uh, a bunch of games this year. So, you know, he, he'd he be approaching 50 probably if he didn't go down earlier in the season with that injury. So, you know, he's really taking his game to the next level, which he needed to have happen with Kreider going down uh, with the injury for the rest of the season. You look to your top players to step up. He's doing it. And, uh, yeah, he is absolutely – I think he's every Ranger fan's a uh, man crush of the week this week. Good stuff, buddy. And you know what? He's a good kid, and I think that's another thing, too, as far as this team. They're all a bunch of good guys, man. Good kids, uh, pretty respectful. There hasn't been any BS going on off the ice. Uh, they've hung in there through the ups and downs. Uh, as far as the locker room, you could see that, obviously, when Mika came in afterwards, and and uh, they all came out, and, 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 you know, just the hugs and the celebrations, the goal celebrations on the ice, we're all seeing it. Um, so there's some great chemistry there, some great camaraderie, and, and this is how teams grow together, build together, and if they keep some of the, you know, the main parts of this unit, um, this will be the veterans down the road in, in three to five years uh, carrying this team and this organization. So, you know, we talk about how good things are off the ice as far as the administration and it starts with J.D. and it comes down. Um, you know, you, you got to love what we're seeing on the ice too, and that's the other thing too. Outside of Capo Caco, um, <laughs> it's a good team, man. It's a good team, good, good bunch of guys. Capo's going to find his way too, man. I, I got a little more patience for him, but fire it up, buddy. Let's go. Bang I, I think bucks in the net already. I think to add on to what you were saying about the chemistry and stuff, I, I think that's a big reason why Kreider's back too. I think he's just a, uh, a big-time presence, a commanding presence in that locker room. I think a lot of the young guys really do look up to him. I think he's a big reason for that sort of culture and that chemistry in the locker room. And I think if they would have traded him away, I mean, you're seeing how it's affecting the team on the ice and, 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 and then in that one in four sort of streak here, I think it would have affected them off the ice as well in that locker room. I, I think you would definitely seen a little, some, you know, slumping sort of veterans, you know, without Kreider in there. Zabinijad, I know has a great, seemingly has a great friendship with, uh, Cry to Buchnevich as well. So 
Um, I think that was just a real smart move by Gordon and JD to keep Kreider around um, for his on-ice achievements as well as his off-ice achievements. So, yeah, I agree completely as far as this team's chemistry. It's fun to watch. I love watching those videos as well. I think I've mentioned it before. It reminds me of the 2012 team um, under Torch that went to that that, uh, conference finals that we lost to the Devils. But, you know, that was just a fun team that really had a lot of chemistry. You know, they had the the HBO series that year that followed them around before the Winter Classic. And they did that sort of ugly sweater party, Christmas party. And, uh, you know, those type of things. You know, I had the characters on the team with Girardi and uh, Prost and those guys, you know, who are just a fun, fun group. And uh, this group has that same sort of vibe, which I think is why the fan base is really sort of getting behind them. They're just a fun group to root for and an easy group to root for. So, you know, you just, you just look, this is one of those teams, you know, you have those teams and this is one of those teams that you, the fan base sort of falls in love with a bit. Um, and, and look, for the most part, they're all going to be together um, next year. You know, unless something crazy happens in the offseason um, where they do move Strom or D'Angelo, I don't see that happening. Um, so, you know, we're pretty much going to be looking at the same team next year. You know, maybe a couple of minor tweaks, but, you know, that this is a this is a fun team to get behind. Upgrade your shades, everybody. The future looks bright, man. All right. Back at it this week. Dallas, Colorado, Arizona. Let's see what the boys have for us. But it should be fun. KD, say goodnight to the folks. Goodnight, folks. All right, everybody. Once again, thanks so much for listening and tuning in to Go Rangers Radio. We really appreciate the support. Tell the world. Get your friends and everybody else to keep subscribing. And as always, let's go Rangers!